Welcome to the Birthing in New Earth podcast, awakening the divine feminine in birth, business, and spirituality. My name is Samantha, and in this podcast, I'll be having conversations with movers and shakers from around the world on a range of topics. I truly believe that when we tap into the areas around birth and business and spirituality, there is true potential for change in the world. The time is now to create the future of our dreams. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Birthing in New Earth podcast. I'm super excited to be sharing this episode with you with Alexander James. Alexander is the founder of the Subconscious Brand, where he has rebranded branding and is a pioneer of quantum healing coaching. I just love Alexander and loved our conversation we had. Alex shares a bit of his story and what led him to create the Subconscious Brand. We dive deep into the subconscious mind and explore what holds us back from living our fullest potential. We discuss how we've been programmed from a young age, from our family, religion, media, society, and how these programs and traumas are running the show for most of us. Alex shares how when we start to peel the layers of trauma, we can get in touch with the essence of who we are. And from here, we can live a life that is full, amazing, and truly ours. He shares how faith is one of the highest forms of intelligence. And when we operate from here and let go of our control and trust in God, the universe, we begin to live a life of ease and grace. He also shares his vision of the future of branding and how we can use branding to heal instead of shame. And there's just so, so, so much more in this this interview. So truly enlightening conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Much love, everyone. All right. I am so excited to have Alexander James with us today on this episode of the Birthing in New Earth podcast. I love you, Alex. I love all that you're sharing in the world. And I just love chatting with you. You're, he was part of our gather, our last gathering. And yeah, you're an amazing being. So thank you for being here. Ah, thank you. I am so happy to be back. And yeah, I felt like <laughs> the last time we talked, we could have chatted for hours. hours. So glad we get to do a round two. Yeah, me too. And you know, you really, I, I love what you're doing and I love your message and I love how you've really shifted and turned around like branding. You turn it like inside out, upside down. And this has been, you know, like super helpful for your clients and their businesses. It's healing for your clients and it's really healing for the world. I feel like, you know, we'll talk about this later down the track, but I feel this shift in the way that we look at how we do business and branding, it can have such a major impact. And so that's why it's super cool what you are doing. So I wanted to hear a little bit more about your journey and how the subconscious brand was created. So subconscious brand is Alexandra's business. And yeah, so tell us a little bit more about that. Totally. So, uh, it all goes back and here's what's really interesting and ends up tying into the work I do, which we'll talk about later, is that um, a lot of what I help coaches do is to integrate all the pieces of themselves into their business. So when you talk about how is this subcon- subconscious 
brand born, I'm like, well, we're gonna have to go all the way back to the beginning of my 20s when I was working in fashion as a makeup artist. Um, because so much of my trajectory and my journey in fashion now informs what I do in the subconscious brand and looking mm. at branding. So I started off in fashion as uh, a makeup artist. And by the end of my career, I was doing a lot of creative direction for photo shoots, editorials, things like that. And um, kind of creating, for those of you who don't know what a creative director is, it's kind of the person who has the vision. So <clears throat> it's the person who chooses the model, who chooses the kinds of clothes, who uh, pretty much is choosing all of the different people that are gonna work on the job based on their styles to create the final project. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. the mastermind or the maestro of the creative piece. And so being in creative direction, I always kind of had this global view of like aesthetics and really like on a spiritual level, kind of like the vibration or the energy of a piece. And when I went into coaching, I went through a couple amazing coaching academies, um, accomplishment coaching in the life coach school. I got two certifications, but the way that we did sales was very like, put on your, you know, gray suit and your tie yeah. and like go and meet people and go to networking events and, you know, have conversations and seem very professional. And for me, I just kind of accepted that that was industry standard. And that if I was going to be successful uh, in a coaching career at the level that I envisioned myself being successful, I was going to have to kind of leave, you know, because you can wear whatever you want to set in fashion, right? It's like everybody's yeah. dressing in anything and it's all about like expression. And so I was kind of like, okay, going to have to tuck and pack that away, put on all the gray. And if you look at yeah. a lot of my old branding, you'll see yeah, just yeah. like head to toe gray, right? Um, <laughs> so... I spent about two years working in the coaching industry and kind of selling that image and trying to kind of compartmentalize myself into this um, professional ideal that I thought was necessary mm. to be taken seriously as a coach. And it was through various things and events, a um, little bit of work with a lot of deep inner work, a lot of uh, authenticity work, and also a little bit of psychedelics that I was able to actually have this realization that I actually get to be all of me in my coaching brands mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. I actually get to bring all of the fashion, all of the makeup, all of the wild clothes and outfits. And, you know, now I have like bleach blonde hair and, you know, for those of you who are listening <laughs> on the podcast, I have like a leopard print top and these green glasses on. Yeah, and it's really good. <laughs> Thank you. I feel really like hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just kind of had this realization of like, everybody's doing this. Everybody in the industry is trying to fit themselves into some kind of a standard. And it's because of what we've subconsciously been taught about the mm. different pieces of ourselves. So for me, a lot of it had to do with my sexuality. I was like, mm. yeah, I'm sure it's fine that I'm gay, but like, let me tone it down. Like, let me not wear a lipstick. Yeah. Like, you know, like, let's keep it at a three instead of a 10. And it's what's wild is that it wasn't until I started doing the process that I now call and teach my clients how to do, which is uh, integrative identity branding, mm. that my business exploded. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of my business now is drawing on my expertise as a creative director and then using mm. 
my abilities as a coach to help people uncover in their subconscious those latent pieces of themselves that they've kind of splintered off and hidden, sometimes mm. even from themselves, mm. because it wasn't safe, because they wouldn't be accepted, because it wouldn't be validated. The pieces of you that you think aren't quote unquote marketable are mm. actually the things that are going to separate you in the market and are yes. going to help niche you and are going to really create, you know, everyone talks about this word magnetism, magnetism, but they really create a strong brand impression. And so we have to heal those pieces of ourselves with ourselves first. And then what I do with clients is the process of integrating those pieces of ourselves that we've had shame about in the past into our brand is in mm. and of itself healing. So yeah. presenting that to the world, you know, the thing that you always thought was going to be the reason why people didn't hire you presenting yeah. it to the world and then having your business explode and getting hired and having people like have raving fans. It's this really deep healing journey that people go through when they go with me. So um, it's been, I would say a lifelong journey leading up to the subconscious <laughs> yeah. brand. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful because I think it's, I mean, it's so necessary. I think for all of us, it is the work we're here. We're meant to do because like we've talked about this, like you, what's so amazing is you work with the subconscious mind. And this is what we have all these patterns and programs and, and things that we've learned from, you know, basically from utero, really, <laughs> from the moment we're conceived, we start picking up these things. And then this is, you know, from that zero to seven point is where we are, you know, creating our identity or what we think is our identity or how we need to behave and respond to the world. But that's not really our truth. And that's what's so like, and, and if we don't heal that, then we are, we are actually just um, acting on what other people expect of us. And I think that's like what you, what you're working on is that when you heal those aspects and then you really tune in and align with who you are, then you express that. And I think this is so important. <laughs> like this is the work we need to do. And I think that's so beautiful. So like the subconscious mind, it's a huge, <laughs> it's a really big place to delve into. <laughs> totally. One, one of the ways I help to break it down for my clients when I talk about it is I like to think of our, that there are two pieces of ourselves, right? So when you're talking about kind of deprogramming our identities or, you know, what we've learned to believe that we are, because so much of who we think of ourselves as happens in relationship to other people yeah. and is informed exactly. by those relationships. And so I say there, there are two pieces of you, right? There's your personality, which has been formed through so much programming, media, culture, family, religion, uh, patriarchy, mm -hmm. all of the systems around you are forming yeah. your personality. And the way that I talk about personality formation is that personality is an adaptive response. So mm -hmm. the way I think about it is you've got this like, sort of like this tender little egg inside your head that's your, your, uh, your brain, right? And then somebody, you know, when you're really young, three or four, they like yell at you for something, right? And it's like a poke on that tender little egg. And so maybe you cry when they yell at you and then they get even angrier. So what happens is you build this sort of personality structure, almost like a callus over the sensitive, soft mm -hmm. kind of skin of your, of your essence to protect yourself. And then you learn, oh, okay, I can't cry, right? 
So then the personality becomes, I'm tough, right? I've got this. I don't need to ask for help. I don't feel overwhelmed, right? I'm just going to really keep my nose to the ground and never show anybody my weakness. And we like to think of that as who we are. We start to identify with our personality Mm. when to kind of break it down. In a lot of ways, our personalities are just kind of like glorified trauma responses, yeah, right. totally. We, totally. We all know kind of the trope of like, you know, maybe the kid who's a few pounds overweight in school and is getting teased. So he becomes really funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then that way he's able to kind of, oh, if, you, if I make you laugh at me, then we can be close and right. Establishing, reestablishing mm-hmm. closeness and creating safety. That's really the primary purpose of our personality. And so sometimes we have personality traits that are more adaptive and that work well. And sometimes we don't. But a lot of times the purpose of our personality is actually to cover our essence. And mm. so the work that I do is really stripping away nice. what's underneath the personality and really finding those core essence qualities and finding mm. ways for people to live those out in the world because otherwise ego will just keep getting attached to the personality and keep yeah. wanting us to change the personality or get a better personality or da, 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 da. And really the work I do we're peeling back personality and we're kind of finding what's been hidden underneath all of those layers of adaptations to bring more essence into the world. Mm, I love that the essence of who we are. I love how you, you put that, that's such a beautiful way. And it's such a truth. It's like, it is that, that, like you said, that peeling the layers to really truly see who we are and how, what our, what it's like, what our truth is. It's like coming back home to who we are. And then it's, it is this huge journey because we start off and then we, like you said, take on all these different personalities, these different traits to fit in or to be accepted, but this is not really our truth. And then the journey is to come back to that home, back to that home essence. I love that. It's so beautiful, but that takes, takes, takes some work and some Some courage, some some courage, (laughs) lots of tears, lots of tears. Yeah. So what, like, what are some, you know, like tools and things that you use with your clients to help to peel that back? Um, So many. So the first and probably most important one that I use is a lot of ontological coaching. So Mm. for those of you who aren't familiar with ontological coaching, it comes from a Greek branch of philosophy, which has to do with the study of one's being. Um, And so when I talk about essence, another word I'll use is your being. So I don't look at what people are doing. I don't actually care what people are doing. I care who they're being about what they're Mm. doing, right? So getting really intense on someone's being and just what's informing their behaviors or the energy they're doing their behaviors with really has us go deeper into the subconscious and look at how they, their relationships to different things in their lives. Mm. Um, And so that's kind of, I think of myself as the kind of like little um, cosmic concierge in the program that I've created called (laughs) the 16 keys of the subconscious mind Awesome, because they work with me and we kind of have these checkpoints every, uh, every other week. And then they're also working with other healers that have mastered other subconscious mm-hmm. modalities that can reach places 
that perhaps I can't or that have specialties yeah. so they can blast through blocks that might take me three or four weeks to work through. Yeah. They can do it in one. So yeah. everybody starts off with a subconscious inner child healing to really start mm-hmm. looking and examining like, what was I punished for as a child? Like, yeah. how am I still punishing myself? How do I relate to that piece of myself that's afraid of getting in trouble or afraid mm-hmm. of messing up? Um, and then from there, they work with a hypnotist and a mm-hmm. couple other modalities. I don't like to give it all away because part yeah, yeah, of the yeah. fun is that each week they don't know who they're going to be meeting with week to week. And it's a surprise. Um, but using a blend of modalities I find allows us to take a more holistic approach Mm. to healing and allows us yeah to get into the different parts of you know the inner child younger psyche from zero to seven and then you know Mm. do some hypnosis and even sometimes past life regression and looking at just all of these different places so that people have holistic awareness um and kind of get to go on like a very deep wild adventure and journey through the process mm, it's it's so it's so beautiful because it's because there's not just like a one-stop shop like I'm just gonna go here and this is where I'm gonna get like this one modality is gonna clear it all like if you look at like if I think about my journey and how I've gotten to here like you know 25 years of on the path I've gone through many different uh, journeys and different paths and different healings and it took all these different ones to get me where I'm at. And I think that's, you know, it's something that I also do with birthing in new earth is I'm bringing people together that are, have, we all have our different strengths and, um, but we all have a place in, in the whole thing. And it's not, again, like, it's not about competition. It's not that one is better or, and I really love that you, you brought that in because there's so many different um, multi-dimensional layers to ourselves that, um, need looking at (laughs) and we can't just you know what you do is great and what i do is great and we can access different um different paths for people which is beautiful totally Mm. and i had a similar experience right it was like i felt kind of i'd be working with someone and i knew they were an amazing coach and i knew that they were absolutely incredible what they were doing and it just kind of wasn't itching the scratch, so to speak. And so, you know, <laughs> this, this course and this experience that I've designed for people was actually born out of my own journey. I was venturing out mm-hmm. and I was like, let me try 15 hypnotists. Let me try a bunch of inner child <laughs> healers. Let me try, you know what I mean? Like, let me just figure it out. And in that process, you know, the people who were absolutely phenomenal and I thought were the best in their craft and who, like, I'm a mad scientist, right? And so yeah. I won't, I won't, ask my clients or put my clients through an experience that I haven't been through myself and that hasn't changed my life. So I was able to go out and collect these people and think very intentionally about the order and sort of Mm. take out the legwork of someone having to go through all that trial and error of working with a bunch of different people and just have this, uh, you know, experience that they can step Mm. into. That's, you know, I always say that like the people who come and work with me are people who like adventures They're people who love to go into the unknown, who love to travel abroad, who are not people who necessarily want to be doing worksheets every week and like, you know, just like sitting (laughs) down and journaling. They want an interactive. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're (laughs) wanting something expansive and they're wanting a consciousness expansion. And so the way that I've designed that has been very intentionally um, 
kind of mysterious, curious, lots of mm. surprises in the container. You kind of week to week, it's always like, oh, what's going to happen this week? So it's, um, <laughs> it's interactive. And, you know, when we're, as we're talking about subconscious branding, a big part of the reason I do that is because novelty is one of the core needs of the brain to stay yeah. engaged and to stay mm. um, <clears throat> learning and to keep your yeah. attention high. And so when each week is different, I actually find that the clients, not only is it really easy to stay engaged with the work and to stay growing and expanding, but it creates a unique brand experience for people who go through my program mm. where they're like, oh my God, this is like nothing on the market. And when you have something that's like nothing else on the market, you can charge a premium price because yeah. people have to work with you to get that experience. And that's part of what mm. I'm teaching people in this container too, is how to niche their brands down and find a brand that lets them expand, bring all of that yeah. in, create a really unique offer so that they yeah. can uh, continue to expand both themselves, their consciousness and the offer that they're creating in the world. Hmm. And it's such a, I mean, this offering is such an expression of who you are. So you're just, it's, you're really like walking the talk, like you're created something that's it, this brand that's let you expand, you know, and you, this is your expression and your personality and this adventure. And I was, I was thinking when you said this adventure and the unknown, when we're willing to, when we're willing to make those steps, this is where these new neural pathways start to be created. And this is where the change starts. And we, this is where the expansion begins when we can, you know, make those steps into the unknown without, you know, having to have like letting go of that control that we like to, you know, the ego base of control. <laughs> totally. Well, and that's, you know, I would say that faith is the highest form of intelligence. Mm. And one of the reasons that I say, and I love that we're getting into a conversation about control because I say wherever control exists, trust is not. Yeah. Right. Whatever we're trying to control or whoever we're trying to control, it's because we don't trust life or we don't trust the person. And so when we tap into this energy of faith, right, which that mm -hmm. was a loaded word for me for a long time because I yeah. grew up, believe it or not, my parents are both missionaries. So I grew up as a missionary kid. Wow traveling to Africa wow. and Central America and you know was very steeped in a lot of religious tradition that um was very powerful but you know it, I didn't I didn't completely align with and it didn't completely align with me <laughs> so yeah. so I've taken what works from that but you know if we just boil it down to a base level I think most coaches have the training to see that our thoughts end up creating our results, right? Our thoughts mm -hmm. create our feelings, our feelings determine our actions and our actions will determine our results. And so if our thoughts create our results and our results end up creating our new circumstances, then our thoughts create our reality. Mm. And so faith is the ability to, regardless of whatever you're experiencing in your life, to be able to choose powerful thoughts in a positive yeah. direction that yeah. are going to help to create the reality that you want to experience. And so that's when I say faith is the, the highest form of intelligence. Yeah. It's really aligning yeah. into that and allowing that energy to carry you forward and mm. being able to release that control. And, you know, as I say, like, let God take a turn for a minute, right? Like, like, let God say, take a shift. Like, <laughs> I always say, let go and let God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you yeah. have to leave room for miracles. 
Mm, exactly. It's, and then it's, and really like if we're, if we're trying to control that, that's fear-based where we're in fear. So we're trying to force something to happen instead of, and being in that faith is like that, like that surrender, that letting go, like, like, okay, like, let's just trust that I know what I need to do in the right moments and letting be, be guided in that way. And, and I think that fear is that ultimately is what will, will keep us in that more programmed. Um, yeah, that, that's not how we're going to expand. <laughs> right. Well, and I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with um, Peter Sage's The Four Stages of Consciousness, but mm-hmm. it's a framework I use a lot in, in my container. And basically, there's four stages of consciousness, Peter Sage says. And there's to me, things are happening to me, things are going to happen by me, things are going to happen yeah. through me, or things are going to happen as me. And so the mm. big shift that uh, this container is designed to create with the way that it's set up and the not knowing what's coming and all of those things, right, is that you actually can't control. You actually can't prepare for what's coming. And so yeah. people who are in by me consciousness, right? So to me is like, I'm a victim. Everything's victim, happening victim. to me. I yeah. can't, you know, right? Most coaches aren't there. They've moved into by mm, me where it's it. like, totally. They're like, I'm gonna dig my heels in. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to, Oh, you know, this launch isn't working. I'm going to do twice as many posts. It's still not working. I'm going to do three times as many posts. Right. They're Mm -hmm. just like kind of elbow greasing and strong arming their way through life and through business. Um, And so the really big shift that I start to create for my clients is I teach them how to move into through me, which Mm -hmm. requires that level of releasing control and surrender Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. which most people think is moving back into a to me. Oh, it's going to happen to me if I just, you yeah. know, if I, if I don't post more, if I don't do more, then I'm just like being a victim. But the difference is the energy with which you yeah. surrender, right? It's not a surrender mm-hmm. of like, I lose, I quit, I give up, right? Yeah. It's a surrender of like, I trust that I am being yeah. carried. Divinely guided. Where I need to, divinely yeah. guided and tapping into mm. a higher energy source that allows them to do less, be more, yeah. and yeah. co-create with the universe. Yeah. And just, you know, just when you say that, like, my body's like, oh, you know, it's like this massive release that you feel because that that pushing that I'm doing this and I got to do more and this is this is toxic patriarchy. This is the toxic masculine that's like we have to do 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 in order to you know get the results. But that's like so tiring. <laughs> that's so much energy. And then when you surrender and you you you're just like divinely guided and it's joyful and it's like you you're from coming from that heart space it's so it's so much more freedom there and just the expansion of what that trust creates existing in the world because you know the other thing I talk about in my work a lot is I I call it like the triad of trust right so there's trust in yourself which Mm. many people believe that they have many coaches are like oh yeah I trust myself and you know I can do x y and z But what's interesting, so there's trust in self, there's trust in others, and then there's trust in life. And I think trust in life is really what I call sort of the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're working on creating a shift in. And what's so interesting is that in order to have trust in life, it actually requires you to up-level your Mm self-trust. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because uh-huh. part of the reason we want to control things is because we don't trust ourselves to handle yeah. if the relationship crumbles or if the business, you know, doesn't hit the revenue goal we think we need to, or, you know, whatever it is that's, that we're afraid of happening. A lot of the times it's because we actually don't trust ourselves to handle whatever's mm. going to come. So the, it ends up creating this big shift. And then obviously there's a shift in trusting others because that's primarily the way that life helps us is by creating yeah. connections and bringing people in. And so I find that a lot of coaches tend to be kind of insular or be working on this assumption. It's like, okay, well, it's all up to me. I have to do it all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a great stage in consciousness yeah. development. You have to go through it. And then yeah. there becomes a place where in order to reach your next level, in order to reach that six figures or in order to start scaling your business, you have to be able to relinquish some of the control and be yes. able to co-create with the universe. Otherwise you're going to burn out. Burn out. <laughs> I talked to, I talked to, I talked to many, many people um, because there is that level of individualism that I've just got to carry the weight you know, especially as, as coaches or people that are, you know, doing, working in the conscious realm or in this, you know, spirit, spiritual realm is that we, we truly care about the world. Like we want to make it, we want to make the world a better place, but when you carry the weight all on your own shoulders, like far out, that's, it really is how you, we end up getting burnt out, but it's, then it's like, yeah, let's let's just start now working together coming together collectively like we've talked about this like you're working in the collective i'm working yeah. in the collective like we're coming together we have the same goals we're on our individual path like we have our mission you know our individual mission or however you want to call it but let's start coming together and then also reaching out for support like again like you said we don't have to do this all alone and letting go of some of that control handing it over to you know getting people on your team and then that's how we expand and this is how we get our message out further because that's ultimately that's what we want we want our message to expand and we want to help more people and we want you know to to create this new earth or this new paradigm that we talk about Mm. 100 percent. and i think you know one of the things i loved when we first started connecting about birthing in the new new earth is the collective nature of it because the biggest paradigm shift that I see that is happening right now is we're moving from a win-lose paradigm into a win-win paradigm. And so what I mean when I say that, because I talk about this all the time, but what I mean when I say that is so much of how everything, all the systems around us have been framed, right? Think of any competition that exists and how you would win that competition, whether it's in sports, whether it's in art, whether it's, um, you know, uh, you know, the presidency, anything, right? Mm-hmm. Any competition that we see in society, the only way for one person to win is to make everyone else lose, mm-hmm. right? And so we learn subconsciously, this is a programming that we get that, oh, yeah. the way for me to win is to make everyone else lose. And that sticks with us and creates that kind of like insular, individualistic approach to life. And fundamentally, right? Like I think most people who are kind of in the coaching realm or in the healing consciousness expansion realm, they're like, oh yeah, when I hurt someone else, I hurt myself. And when I heal myself, I heal the world, right? We're one large organism. And so we can only exist in a win-win 
it's like me saying, oh, like, or, or my body and my organs being like, oh, my liver thinking like, oh, if I can make the heart fail, then I'll win. <laughs> it's like exactly. not how it works. And so shifting into the win-win consciousness also allows us to expand our message and expand who we are and what we're doing because most of us are good people and we don't want to make other people lose. We don't want to, you know? And so when we're in that win-lose competitive mindset, most of us will just choose to lose. We'll be like, well, like I'll be small or I'll shrink back or I'll let other people have more (laughs) space and right. Because we think it's us or them. And I think that's the big kind of fallacy of Mm. patriarchy and colonialism and all these systems in which we live is that like, resources are scarce and that we need to fight yeah. each other and that somehow yeah. right there's only enough for one yeah and that's that's how I was, I was saying when you were telling it's like this very lack mentality that we have like but that's again that's a program like we see it in the news all the time there's not enough of this like we have it's this programming that we just get over and over that there's not enough but there is enough there's enough for all of us <laughs> and but then and then that but if we even go like deeper and I'm sure this is what you work with that that not enough stems from like the programming we got from when we were very that we're not enough like we're not full within ourselves so that's where like I think it starts like you know we to make this conscious movement then we really have to come back to filling ourselves from the inside out that we are enough and we're worthy and then this is when these these concepts come totally yeah and you know to bring it back to the beginning of our conversation so much of that not enough is formed from those like big t and little t kind of uh personality traumas that start to form around our essence as we express it in the world and then kind of take on these manifestations of okay i need more i need more i need more so i can be enough and you know now I'm Jeff Bezos and I need all of it and I need everything, right? And it's like, it's Jeff so, Bezos. right? Mm. It's, it's so fascinating to me yeah. to see the ways in which we replicate it on both sides, right? This mm. win-lose and the not enough, right? It can manifest as like this insane over-having and, you know, yeah. hoarding. And it can also manifest as the opposite of like, oh, I don't want yeah. money and I'm not gonna, you know, yeah. like I'm gonna be either give everything away for free or for very, 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 very cheap. Cause there's mm. this idea of like, well, there's not enough. And so I can't charge what I'm worth because you know, yeah. X, Y, and Z and both sides of those dynamic, are right? Toxic. And what's funny is are, are toxic and they often point at each other and they're like, oh, you're doing it wrong, <laughs> right? But it's yeah. the same side of, of the same <laughs> paradigm, which is, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, which is that there's not enough. And funnily enough, when when people are in that, right, like not charging anything and kind of putting themselves in poverty for people who have the ability to sell and aren't, right? I'm not talking about people who are born into systematic and yeah. institutional poverty, but people who have the skill sets and, and have the ability but are in the paradigm of lack. And for the people who are just making more money than God, right? It creates that lack. Being in that mentality is what yeah. creates the lack and supports that belief system. So moving into the win-win paradigm, it kind of mm. just starts to bust all of that up. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's what we want to do. <laughs> bust it up. 
Yeah, and and I mean, I see, you know, you see, you're working in it, I'm working in it, you see that it's happening. And so then like slowly but surely these systems are beginning to crumble and people are awakening to this win-win because this is, this is I mean, like, this is na- like the nature of life, <laughs> you know, like it's- Totally. Well, and mm. if you look, I mean, I love that you use the word nature because if you look at nature, like- everything's kind of a win-win. There's so many symbiotic relationships. Every single forest is full of tens of thousands, if not millions of win-win relationships. And human ego and trauma and personality have created this relationship that is um, more exploitative, right? And this certain level of consciousness. And so, you know, humans right now, we're in a win-lose relationship with the environment right? We think Mm. that in order for us to be able to win, the environment has to lose. And if the environment wins, then we're going to lose. And we can't see like, we are nature. Are the environment. We are are the environment. Like if we destroy (laughs) the environment, we are destroying ourselves. Destroying ourselves. Mm. So it's that, again, that expansion of like seeing ourselves as one is actually what gives access to the deepest amount of abundance possible. Mm, so true <laughs> so and I mean I get, it is like this is this is the way forward like this is the paradigm shifter like exactly what you're saying and it is coming back to that and then it and then it got it does come back to to that subconscious mind <laughs> you know like it, everything comes back there like if we we're going to keep um, operating in these toxic programs unless we do something about it Totally. And I mean, I think the thing, one of the reasons that people end up coming to me at a certain point is they're like, I'm doing things differently. The actions are different, but the results are still the same. And I don't know why Mm -hmm. I keep replicating these same kinds of relationship dynamics. I keep replicating this lack in my business. I keep replicating, you know, and I'm changing the actions. I'm doing all the stuff. And that's why, again, it's about the being and the subconscious programming. Yeah. Right. Because we look Mm -hmm. at sort of like modern day philanthropy and, you know, I won't even go into it here, but it just replicates all of these dynamics of colonialism that have existed and impoverished people for decades and uh, centuries. And without that deeper switch going off, you're unconsciously always operating on the program. Even if your actions are different, you're replicating those systems into existence and mm. being everywhere in your relationships and yes. um, in your relationship with yourself, right? A lot of the work I do is looking at sort of internalized systems that have happened in people. Um, so there really is just like, in order for us to expand, we have to break the, it's not changing your thoughts, it's changing your paradigms. Yeah. And so that's really the work that I do it's is like, like paradigm shifting. Mm, and it really is it's like the micro to the macro so like we can talk about like oh I I want you know I want society to change and I want us to enter into new earth and I want the old systems to crumble but really like how do we do that we start with ourselves like (laughs) totally yeah I mean that's that I mean this is the the nature of life we are all one and we're interconnected and things are mirroring our our reality is a mirror of what's happening within us yeah. 100%. And it's, it's a shift in consciousness, right? Mm. And, 
you know, I think the biggest thing that comes up when people start talking about consciousness and elevating or expanding is that there's some sort of um, like hierarchy, like, oh, higher consciousness yeah. is better and lower consciousness yeah. is, <laughs> is less good. And I like to just kind of like wipe that off the slate. Yeah. Oh my God. I just had a conversation with somebody, had the same exact conversation. With oh my God. Well, what were you saying? Because I think well, about this all the time. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow, <laughs> like third dimension and fifth dimension. We want to go to, the, you know, that's better. Or, you know, if we raise our, our vibration or whatever, I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, come back to like the body. I gave an example of the body. So it's like, is the heart uh, is the heart more important than like you said the liver or is it no it's all it's symbiotic it's not we're not hierarchical we're all the same we're all operating to create the whole and each per, each part has a part <laughs> you know totally. Totally. It's, it's not about like i'm higher than you and and this is where again this whole hierarchical system that we live in needs to crumble and I, i've been talking a lot about like leadership you know, like I was, you know, really delving deep into what I think leadership is. And I think leadership is important. We show a way, but it doesn't mean my way is the right way. There's many ways. And it's about coming together, you know, as, as, a, as a collective, you know, sharing our thoughts, our views, and not thinking that I'm better than you. I just have different experiences. I have different, you know, gifts that I was given when, in this, oh, I don't even know how to say that, but I just express it differently. Anyway, I could go totally. on. Totally. <laughs> well, and yeah, what I love about that, I mean, a word on leadership, my sister, Alicia James, the Cosmic Coach on Instagram, one of the things she says is like, leaders are just people, leaders don't have to be perfect. They just have to go first. Yeah, yeah. this is showing like, the way. We're just showing the way of what is possible. <laughs> totally. Like a leader is just somebody who goes first. That's, uh, that's, that's her definition of a leader. It's just yeah, someone who goes first. That. Right. And I love that too, because it takes out all of that, like, well, you're better or hierarchy just or you go. have special skill sets or you're, you know, divinely chosen or whatever. It's like, no, it's like, I'm just going to have the courage to go first. So I love that. And then, you know, it's interesting because I also do some integrative work, uh, mostly with, people I know really well, either really, really long-term clients or very close to your friends. Uh, I do some integrative work with psychedelics. And one of the things that we work with the most is actually being in our 3D experience. Mm. Because a lot of what I'm noticing is that mm -hmm. there's some escapism of like, things will be better when we get to the 5D and we just have to get there and let's go, 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 go. And the thing about 3D that's so amazing well, first of all, we didn't come to the 3D just to leave, right? It's like, obviously yeah. we incarnated here and our souls are here to have this experience and to learn from it, right? It's like, the point of going to school is not to escape school, right? You need to be in the lesson and experience mm. it. But also there's so many things that exist in 3D. One of the things that I always teach about being in the 3D is that it is the realm of receiving. Mm because the spiritual realm is the realm of creation, right? We know that one of the laws of the universe is of cause and effect, right? And so the spiritual realm is the realm of cause, then the physical realm, the 3D realm is the realm of effect, effect. which means that this is the only place that we can actually receive what we're creating up in the higher dimensions. And so mm. 
this is like kind of where the party's at. This is where we get to experience it all. This is where we have the tactile senses and abilities because up there where it's all love and it's all oneness and it's all unity, that's really nice. But, you know, one of the things that I've had communicated through my channel is like beings in that realm are like, oh my God, do you know how lucky you are to feel? Even if it's like a terrible feeling, right? They're like, oh, you can feel anything at all. Like that's so cool. I know, I know. Exactly. Totally. And so- there are things that exist here that don't exist anywhere else. The taste of an orange only exists in 3D. Like your favorite CD, yes, sex. Your favorite CD, like music, colors, they only exist here. And so we've Mm -hmm. been put here to receive and to experience, right? The 3D in a beautiful way and it's such a gift. The same way that sight is a gift. Right. Yeah. Even if sometimes we see really awful things or terrible things or things that are upset us, right? Sight is a gift. Feeling and experiencing mm. is a gift. Even if sometimes we have feelings that upset us or are very troublesome, mm. the ability to feel it all is a privilege. Mm. I just I love so much that you said that because it's something I think about a lot as well. And like you said, that there's a lot of people that were like, we need to get to the 5D, we need to get out of here, and that's gonna, but it's at the end of the day, it's a lot of spiritual bypassing. Like we're not, yeah. and we're not grounded. Like we, we're here on earth. We came here. We're on earth school. Let's ground into this experience. I think it's so important to be grounded as we expand, you know? So it's like, stay grounded, be in the body, and then also have that interdimensional experience that you speak of, like, you know, connect to that unity consciousness, but at the same time, be grateful for where we're at and it really like you said it's about shifting that perception on what we're experiencing as not bad it's just a gift and that can just change everything (laughs) totally yeah Mm. you know and I think we all fall into it right we all have like an amazing breathwork session or you know try psychedelics or you know whatever it is go to a vipassana and sit for 10 days and you know, become enlightened yeah. and we want to stay there forever. And I get it because it's happened to me and I'm like, take me back. <laughs> right. I've had that so many times. I, I remember that this one healing session I had with this shaman and I went and I was like, and he brought me back and I was like depressed for like three months. <laughs> I was like, uh, what, what is this? Why, why am I here? I <laughs> totally totally and I think you know that's it's funny you say that because that's actually one of the biggest shifts in you know some of the psychedelic work I've been doing with people is they're so much more grounded and here's what's funny is we Mm. use psychedelics to actually help them ground into their experience here and to really show them and teach them why we're here and what's happening and why they came and to consent to the experience because I I have a lot of very (laughs) interdimensional, intergalactic, interplanetary spirits that are kind of drawn to me. And the biggest thing that they struggle with is they're like, I don't want to be here. Like this sucks. Like, how did I get here? Take me back. And through the, that process of being in that state, they can actually consent to being here. And then Mm. their experience of being on earth is so much easier. It shifts everything when they actually choose it. Yeah. I had that experience actually. It was, it wasn't like I, I said the words consent, but I really like that you said that because it's, it is our experience is really about consenting to what 
so much of what we accept and what we don't accept and anyway but um when i had this super grounding root chakra opening and once i went through that i was like oh oh my gosh <laughs> i feel like finally arrived <laughs> mm. Mm. it really made us such a massive difference mm. totally yeah because the earth is it's 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 a little hectic right it's like yeah, especially slightly. if you're yeah especially if you're very connected to another place that's yeah. not as hectic as earth it can if you don't know why you're here and you haven't chosen your mission yeah. it can be like what are we doing here why am i here like get me out like nothing makes sense like what is all this you know like, totally just, well, totally yeah yeah oh so cool where we went today <laughs> i know we really had a journey this is exciting so i let's come back to your work i love your work and i love what you do with branding and i think it's it's really important to start to shift our way that we view our businesses and view our branding and what we're sharing with the world because that and i think we've talked about this before the old paradigm of branding is all around shame and it just is re iterating what we've already talked about like that repattering like that just rewiring our I mean wiring the pattern of not enough right but this is what I think you you work with with your clients is how can can I expand and be my vulnerable self and then share that gift with the world so talk more about maybe we could talk about branding a bit more. Uh oh yeah I can talk about it all day um <laughs> yeah I think for me in terms of the branding conversation what you said is spot on the primary form that we have been sold to and that brands use to sell and to market to us is through lack mentality, right? So I'm going to put a picture of a model that only 0.0001% of people will ever achieve their height, body weight, you know, that whole makeup to make you feel that you need my product in order to attain some standard that's unattainable and continually using and kind of just they're just kind of like triggering our lack programming constantly mm -hmm. and so we go out mm -hmm. in the world and branding is programming and so mm -hmm. we're seeing a hundred plus ads a day that are all telling us you're not enough you're not enough you're not enough and then trying to say but you will be if you spend you know seven hundred dollars on this pair of jeans and <laughs> so Branding is a technology. It's it's a technology of subconscious communication. And there are messages that are embedded within uh, brands and brand messages and uh, marketing and visual marketing materials. And so really the shift that I want to create and what I feel like my gift to the world is, is teaching people as somebody who was in creative direction in fashion for such a long time, watching us do it. You know, I was behind the scenes at those photo shoots. I was in the conversations around what model we were going to use and how they're going to be quote unquote, they call it aspirational, right? That's how they like, yeah, let's do a very aspirational campaign where she's like on a yacht dripping in diamonds and, you know, like 95 pounds soaking wet and, you know, glamorous. And it's just so uh, just ridiculous and beyond anything that's achievable. So it's quote unquote aspirational. Shifting from that paradigm into using our branding to actually heal the world. And so my vision and my dream is a world in which every single advertisement that we interact with in the world actually gives us a message that heals us. Yeah. Even if you don't buy the product, even if you don't buy the coaching, you know, 
just from what you're seeing, from the messages you're reading, from the subliminal subconscious uh, messaging that's embedded within it is that we feel more whole, we feel less alone, we feel like we belong. And so that's part of what I teach my clients how to do. And so much of that, in order to do that, we have to heal ourselves first. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, it's it's, it's tr- like the power that we have as a you know, business owner and what we can do in that, that vision that you have. It's, it's, it's there. I feel it. Like I feel, I feel you and your vision and, and just imagine, imagine that impact, you know, like we're just the messages and the energy of exchange that we're feeling is uplifting and it's, it's heart opening and it's, yeah. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I think it's a must as we begin to build yeah. the spiritual economy, yeah. it has to be aligned with creating healing in every piece of our message. And I believe that, you know, the shift that's coming is like the brands that are able in the healing economy and in the spiritual economy, the brands that heal the most are the ones that are going to sell the most. And the market's shifting and people are wanting healing yeah, and it's if they're coming. Yeah. And if they're coming to your marketing mm-hmm. and they're feeling like, Oh, I'm not good enough or, Oh, I need you in order to be complete or, you know, whatever. Oh, you're perfect. And I'm not, and I should learn how to be perfect from you. Cause I'm not good enough. Right. You're going to start losing business because people are expanding in a way where they yeah. are just drawn to this healing energy. And the more yeah. you learn how to heal people in your branding, the more, people are going to trust you to heal them yeah. in your containers. Yeah. Cause it's, it's actually, cause we're, we're awakening so much. Even if you're not conscious of your awakening, you're that, that energy that you share with your brand and that healing aspect, people are just, even if they don't know why they're coming to you, you know, and then that's where the, you know, more awakening can happen. Um, totally. And it's, what's so wild is it's never, you think it's going to be like, at the moment, I have so many Mormons who are working with me and it just blows wow. my mind. Yeah, it's <laughs> so wild. Um, but a lot of them are like, have just left the church or are yeah. maybe questioning a little bit or are still in the church, but just kind of wanting to expand their perspectives. And so it's so funny that this like flamboyantly, wildly gay, you know, 30 something kid <laughs> has these like Mormon moms with eight kids who are coming and again it's like it's that energetic that deeper spiritual exchange that's happening in my marketing where they're like mm. he has something that I want and he's healed something that I need to heal in me yeah. and I'm going to go in that direction uh and that's the subconscious branding right that's the yeah. subconscious pull yeah. that they're like I would never probably even talk to this person in real life but <laughs> something about your message is so drawing in yeah because mm, it is like as we we're we're yearning for something more than what we're being given right now you know exactly. what the old paradigm of what we've been giving and you know and then it's just going to slowly i think i see it like it's just going to be this this everything's just going to start to shift over there and that's just going to come out you know some people will stay over there but it it's not like we um um we have to to like fight against a system or push a system down. It's just like, you just do what you gotta do. You build your brand and heal yourself and it's just gonna happen naturally. It's not It's not a fight. It's not a you know, yes. push up against something. It's just gonna happen. <laughs> totally. And here's the thing. It's like, 
you can spend all your time burning the old system down, or you can just create a new better system and people are naturally going to opt for the better option. Yeah. Cause that's right? like, that feels better. <laughs> totally. And so, you know, spending all of our energy being in reaction to something actually doesn't create anything new. It just entrenches mm. the battle on their turf. And my, yeah. you know, again, it's kind of like based on this lack mentality. I say, there's plenty of turf, just go create your own and then welcome people into yeah. your world that you've created yeah. as opposed yeah. to always being in against, dialogue and, like, and, and yeah, against the, the current systems. Mm. Awesome. So do you want to share like our last final moments? Do you want to share a little bit more about your program or anything else that you want to share about you and all your amazing work? Yes, absolutely. Well, and I'm actually <laughs> really excited about the timing of this podcast and when it's coming out, because I'm about to open up uh, registrations for the next round of the 16 keys of the subconscious mind. Um, and this is going to be my last one-on-one -on -one container ever. So this is Ooh. people's last chance to work with me one-on-one -on -one, and I, I'm calling yeah. it version three. Yeah. Version 3.0 <laughs> um, because we're transitioning. I've really honed the techniques and pretty soon the mastermind is going to launch and that's just going to blow people's minds. But we're doing one last round of deep intensive one-on-one -on -one work with people. Um, and so I want to invite anybody who's listening and is ready to do this very deep, very transformational. This is not light work. This is like the rocket fuel of transformation. Mm. Um, but quantum leaping. <laughs> quantum leaping, lots of naps, people, you know, I got <laughs> feedback from the past two rounds and they're like, I would just wish we would have had more rest weeks. Cause that was like, wow, I was transforming and changing so quickly that I like couldn't even keep up with myself. So it's for people who are really ready to like completely transform. Um, yeah. So for people who are curious about that or for people who are ready to jump in, you can head over to my Instagram. It's at the subconscious yeah. brand. And there's a link in my bio that you can click to get on the wait list. Uh, I'm going to be launching mid to late July enrollments. And um, there's a lot of interest. So if you want in, you, you better Yay. get in now because it's uh, a... <laughs> it's been a popular yeah. offer. So and it's something. Yeah. And I've, I've been, um, I've been looking at your, you know, Instagram and your stories and, you know, the feedback I've been hearing from the transformation, like it's, it's powerful, powerful stuff yeah. you're doing. Uh, Thank so. you so much. Yay. And yeah, I'll have all your links below so that anyone that's interested can get connected with this amazing man. And thank you, thank you, Alexander, for being here with us. And thank you, I really honor you and all that you do and you're sharing and you're shifting this paradigm with us. It's amazing, you're amazing. I love you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for everything that you're doing in the world and for just creating this platform for people to come together and be in the win-win agreement and share and yes. shift consciousness and elevate. It's such an honor to get to be a part of it. Love you. Thank you everyone for joining in and see you next time. Bye. See y'all soon. Bye. Thank you for joining the podcast today. If you'd like to know more about Birthing in New Earth, our gatherings, events, our amazing collective of speakers, please join us over at Instagram at Birthing in New Earth. If you liked what you listened to today, please subscribe, leave us some stars, any comments. We'd love to hear from you. Any topics that you want us to talk about, please send it through. Thank you for being here and have a beautiful day.